0: Check. One, two, check, 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 check All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Destiny Church. I want to welcome our online campus. We love you. If you're tuning in right now, we love you. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Uh, We are so grateful that you're here. So if you do me a favor and please stand to your feet, please stand to your feet. I'm going to ask you to do something. Maybe you think it's crazy. I'm going to ask you to pray. Lord, have mercy. All right. Is this better? A little better? All right. So we're going to ask you all to pray this morning. I'm going to ask you to pray with me. And we're going to go into a time of thanksgiving. We're going to go into a time of spiritual warfare. That's what I call it, spiritual warfare. We're going to ask God right now to have his way in this service. So if you will join with me and agree with me. You know, the word is very clear when there's unity, when the brothers are in one accord, the brothers and sisters, power power happens. Okay, so let's just pray. If you will close your eyes and agree with me. Father God, we thank you for this day. Oh God, we thank you for this day. Come on, everybody let's start to thank him. God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for our lives. God, we thank you for our homes. God, we thank you for our vehicles. God, we thank you for our family. God, we thank you for our children. God, we thank you for our church. God, we thank you for our pastors. Oh, God, we thank you, Father. You are great, oh, God. You are mighty, oh, God. There was no one like you, Father. Oh, we come together in unity, God, to thank you, to praise you,
1: to worship the living God, to worship the living God. Oh, we thank you.
0: oh God and we give you thanks oh God because you are good because you are good because you are good come on somebody tell them you are good oh God you are good oh God you are good oh God holy oh we worship you Father oh who are we that you would care about us that you would love us oh that you would turn your eyes towards us with love and tender care oh God Thank you, Father. God, I am so grateful for your son Jesus this morning. Oh, and for the blood that he shed on the cross. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for nothing without you, without your grace, without your love, without your forgiveness. Lord, we are nothing without you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you would give up your kingship. You would give up everything to come to this earth and die for me and to die for us. And thank you, Jesus, that you are at the right hand of the Father. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We believe you, Lord. We believe you, Lord. We believe what your word says. Thank you for your word, God. Your word says that the same power that raised you from the dead, Jesus, lives in us. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, right now, We release, God. We release power, Father God. Power for healing. Power for transformation in the name of Jesus. Holy God. And we ask that you would release it from heaven, God. Release it from heaven, oh God. Oh God, we bind in the name of Jesus. In this house, we bind any spirit of fear. We bind any embarrassment, Lord. We bind any spirit that would come against you, God. And your people. We bind anything that is not from you. We bind pride. And we bind fear. In this house. In the name of Jesus. And we, we loose right now. We loose right now healing. And we loose love. And we loose faith God. And anointing in the name of Jesus. God we ask you Father right now. In the name of Jesus. That you will loose your Holy Spirit in this place that you would activate the Holy Spirit living in every single one of us. Holy Spirit, have your way in this church. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service. Have your way with the worship. Have your way with your people. Have your way, Holy Spirit. We love you. God, we thank you. And we are excited for what you're going to do this morning. We love you. And I bless your people in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Mm
2: Come on, lift up your voice and thank Jesus for you being here this morning. Lift up your voice like a trumpet in the sanctuary. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, we're here to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of God this morning? Woo, slap three people, a Holy Ghost high five and tell them, give me some room because I'm about to praise the Lord this morning. hallelujah I really want to thank Pastor Ken McKinney uh, for being here with us this morning and helping me out so we didn't have a one-handed piano player appreciate Jaden being here this morning amen are you ready to praise the Lord are you ready to praise the Lord are you ready to praise the Lord this morning hallelujah I ah, feel the Holy Ghost. Go ahead. Here we go. You are the undefeated one. My life, pick it up. And my salvation, when the wicked, my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat them Almighty My weakness, breakthrough in my struggle, you are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough in my worship, breakthrough in my prayer, breakthrough in our lift and glorify your name. struggle you are the you are the god of the breakthrough in my worship breakthrough in my praise breakthrough when I Up and fix the drums yeah somebody ain't been playing them drums hard enough they ain't what they, they ain't tightened up my God <laughs> Smile at somebody the Holy Ghost ain't going anywhere it's okay Whew. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> man I feel the Holy Ghost in this church I feel the Holy Ghost because there's a bunch of people who don't care about religion and who don't care about programs. They don't care about step one, two, and three. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Oh. Was on fire, and the Holy come on from the top of my head, strolling my feet. I felt the spirit moving all over me. You should have been there when I came come on. Say, church was on fire, and the Holy so from the, top my, from the top of my head. the Holy Ghost So I can ¡Que Trump, I'm gonna jump 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 jump, 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 jump,
1: jump, all night.
2: Oh, when I think of it's good, and what he said for me when I think of it's good, shout I'm gonna shout, 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 shout. shout I'm gonna dance, I'm gonna dance, 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 dance all night.
1: Oh,
2: when I think of this good and how he set me free,
1: goodness, shout, I'm gonna shout, 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 shout all night.
2: My God, I'm out of shape. I'm out of breath. <laughs> I don't know what kind of church you're used to. But I'm used to a church that's full of dancing. Hold, hold on. Now, Pastor DJ, is it necessary? Is, is all that shouting and all that noise necessary? I mean, hold on y'all getting ahead of me (laughs) I can have church without all that I don't need it oh I'm sorry I forgot where I was I gotta be nice you weren't saying that when your team scored a touchdown you know what gets me there is nothing on this earth that is gonna get a better response out of me than my savior Listen, I've come closer to crying when my team didn't win in the tournament. And if you cheer for the team I do, you'd cry too. Some of y'all, I'm still waiting for one smile. Once, if I get one smile, I swear I'm gonna run around this building. <laughs> I've seen in the NCAA tournament people weeping, I've seen concerts where people get up on the stage and drool their faces off and we think that's normal but when we get into the presence of an almighty all-knowing savior we've been here to turn our nose up at people that want to celebrate him greater than the pagan gods on this earth i don't think so oh you should have been now and i can't oh church was on fire and the holy ghost from to the, the top, from the top of my Maybe you know he's worthy. Worthy. From the rising. From the rising, your hope.
1: the sun, you're worthy. To the setting of the same, you're worthy. From age to age, for the rest of my days, you are worthy.
2: Of the sun, you're
1: worthy to the setting of the same, you're worthy from age to age for
3: the rest of my days,
2: you are worthy to. him the greatness he's worthy of worthy 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 to be praised worthy worthy you are worthy to be praised Jesus Jesus Jesus, Jesus, Jesus,
1: oh yeah, oh yeah. Ooh. earth below.
3: brings me comfort and turns my bitter into sweet. Who is stirring up my passion? Who is rising up in
2: He is Yahweh, the three in one. He is Yahweh, Creator God. Yeah, Creator God. He is Yahweh, the great I Am. He is Yahweh, the Lord of all. He is
1: Yahweh, the great and He is Yahweh.
2: right there listen I was listening to a story of the woman with the issue of blood years she spent everything well you know the story years everything she had until one day Jesus is walking through town on his way to heal somebody else oh you ain't hearing me today I feel the Holy Ghost on his way to heal somebody else the Bible specifically says that thrones and thrones of people are all around him pushing up against him and you know the words if she could only touch him (laughs) listen it wasn't a matter of not what she it wasn't a matter of her thinking if she could get there Because I don't think we quite understand the resolve this woman had. It wasn't a matter if she could get there. It was a matter if she had permission to. If I might touch him, because if I touch him, that means he's clean. Go back to Leviticus and read the law about anybody in her condition. She was dirty, and anybody that had any contact with her was dirty, was unclean. And she knew if she touched him, she could make him unclean. Oh, Jesus. Come on, it's like people who walked into this room today saying, I've been dirty. I wonder if I can touch him. I'm, I'm like Isaiah who said, I'm among a people of unclean lips. I've got unclean lips. But I may touch you. May I touch you? Can I touch you? The Bible says that Jesus stopped in his tracks and said, whoa, what touched me? And Peter says, the Savior, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are thousands of people touching you. He said, no, somebody touched me with an intention. Somebody touched me who had intent to get something out of me. you're not getting me this morning see there's a lot of you that'll come in on Sunday morning over and over again religiously reciting the same thing singing the words maybe even lifting your hands and you think that's the standard but I'm here to tell you God is saying you've got permission and I don't just move from a religious touch or just because you showed up to church I know you think you should get something for that I move upon those who've touched me with intent. Look, I don't need all of you. I just need a couple of you. I move, God's saying, if you'll come into this house this morning and you'll touch me with intent, I'll heal you. I said I'll heal you I said i heal I don't care about you I don't care about your condition I don't care about how long you've been struggling I'll touch you if you'll reach out and get me with intent oh. Hold on one second Everybody in this room if you would please do this stretch your hand towards Pastor Ken the enemy is attacking his body his hands are numb he can barely play this morning y'all don't mind this do you okay somebody pray in the Holy Ghost somebody ask God to heal him right now in the name of the devil I need you come on this ain't the I lay me down prayer this is devil you're not touching your servant God still heals. God's still a healer. Come on, we're not seeking a healing, we're seeking the healer. Oh, Jesus. Healing, healing. Healing, healing. Healing, healing 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 he's reigning inside destroying our enemies he's reigning inside he's setting a cat he's reigning inside he's destroying.
1: He's reigning
2: inside, destroying our enemy. He's reigning inside. He's setting the captives. He's reigning inside, destroying our enemy. Come on! He's reigning inside. He's destroying infirmity. He's destroying sin. He's reigning Touching that, we just now touching the very outside, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, destiny, if you'll just worship me, I hear the Holy Ghost saying, Destiny, if you'll just worship me, lay aside your opinions. Decide your opinions. Oh, worship Jesus! Worship Jesus, Father. I declare over this house a lack of satisfaction, a lack of being satisfied, Father. They will not be satisfied with the level that they have achieved. I prophesy over this house that there will be a hunger <laughs> that there will be a hunger that will keep any person that enters this room from being satisfied fully. Well, that's, that's kind of mean. I want to be satisfied. No, you don't. You're saying Jesus is not enough. No, I'm not. What I'm telling you is is when you get comfortable at a level, that's a bad place to be. He wants to take you from glory to glory, faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith. Glory to glory, faint to faith, glory to glory, faint to faith, oh glory to glory, faint to faith. If you let him glory to glory, faith to faith, oh glory to glory, faint. Glory to glory, faith, he wants you to go from glory to glory, faith to faith, oh glory to glory, faith to faith, come on reach out, sing glory. Worship, keep your worship. Glory,
1: to glory. Never be the same. Never be the same. You take
2: us high.
1: Take us higher.
2: higher (laughs) I feel this this morning.
4: lord yes lord come on Woo. oh man <laughs> come on can we give it up for remnant church up here come on guys pastor peter amanda their family come on, brother. come on man crown with glory come on brother brother you guys don't even know what's going on up here this is the unity we're talking about we can come together as multiple churches And we can worship God. Because that's what it's all about. It's about giving him everything we got. It's about surrendering to him and letting him have his way in this place. So come on, if God's working in your heart this morning, if God's done anything in your life, come on, let's give him one more shout of praise in the house. Come on, don't leave anything behind. Come on, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So good. Come on, we serve a great God. We serve a great God. Oh, come on, holy. Oh, holy, holy. Mm. Come on, holy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, holy. Man, this is a spot of healing this morning. There's a spot of healing in this house this morning. I can feel I can feel the healing in the house this morning. Come on. It's moving in here. It's moving in here. If you need healing this morning, I need you to come forward. If you want healing in your body, healing in your marriage, healing in any relationship, healing in any hurt that you've ever had, I need you to come forward. Come on. Come on. We need to humble ourselves this morning. We need to come forward. Don't let anything keep you from coming forward. Come on. Oh, holy, holy, holy. come on God. Oh holy. Come on God, you see Him, God. You see it, Lord, you know the hearts and minds right now. Come on, everybody, stretch your hands out. Come on holy. You see it, Lord. You know you know what it is and where it is, Father, God. Oh Father, come on, holy. We ask you to touch them right now, Father. Come on, holy, we surrender this to you, God. Come holy. Holy, holy, holy. Come on, Father, you're a Jehovah Rapha. You're a healer. You're a healer, Lord. We ask you to bring healing in this house, restoration in this house. Father God, you see the hearts, you know what they're going through, God. Oh, we lift them up to you, Jesus. Have your way right now, Father God. We declare a healing in their body. We declare a healing in their marriage, in their relationships. A healing in their finances, Father God. We bind up the enemy that tries to come in and tell them, and it can't be done. That that it'll never happen. And God, we we surrender that to you because you're a God of miracles. And right now, Father, we surrender these to you, God. Let there be a miracle in their life, a miracle in their body, a miracle in their finances, Father. Oh, holy, we surrender to you, God. You have your way, God. You have your way in this place. Come on, have your way, God. Come on, holy, touch each and every one in this room, God.
1: Come on, Father.
4: Oh, Father, we love you, Lord. Father, we just give it all to you this morning. Yes, Lord, all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, God. Come on, you can lay your hands on people and pray for them. Come down, pray for everybody you need. Put your hands on them, lay your hands on them, pray for them. Come on, holy, touch each and every person. Oh, Father, we love you. Oh, we love you, Father. Oh. Oh Thank you, holy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, one more time. Let's give them everything we got. Come on, one more time. Let's tell them how much we love them. Come on, holy, holy, holy. You're so good. Oh, Father, we love you and we thank you. And we worship you this morning. Father, we just give it all to you, Father God. All the the praise, all the honor, all the glory in Jesus' mighty name everybody said amen. Come on, amen. Come on, let's go. God is so good. Do me a favor. Find somebody, high five them, a holy hug, whatever you want to do. We'll be right back.
3: wanted to share a quick encouragement because i know y'all know how crazy this year's been and how crazy next year's gonna be but god woke me up the other night several times in a row um and i just it's kind of silly but i'm just going to share it and there was a theme it was like get up be ready now to the point that at one point in the middle of the night i actually got up and got completely dressed because i said okay god i don't know what i need to be ready for but i'm ready i was like this is so silly but i'm ready there is going to be a move of God, but if you are not looking for it, if you are not in your word, if you are not giving honor to God, if you're walking in fear and looking at what man says instead of looking at what God says, you're going to miss it because he is going to wait for no one. Someone spoke that over to me the other day and said, you better be obedient or God's going to move on. Don't second guess, don't try to convince yourself that it's not of God. He has given you and empowered you with boldness to speak his word because people are dying. They are dying and not knowing Christ. They are going to hell because hell is real. But only, only if we stand for the word of God and be that light. There is no fear in God. Perfect love casts out all fear. So when you begin to notice that God says you need to go speak to that person, don't worry about what you're going to say. Love them. Bring the love of God, and he will do the rest. So I encourage you, be ready.
4: Hey, y'all, have a good day. It was fun being with you today. That's about my sermon right there, so we're good. No. Well, good morning, y'all. Morning online. We love you guys. I am DJ, along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny. Man, we're just, we love our church. Come on, y'all love Destiny. Come on. We're just so thankful uh, seeing everybody this morning. We're so thankful for our online audience, guys. Look, if you need prayer, reach out. The, the prayer team numbers are going to go up on the screen. You can reach us anytime. We want to pray for you. We want you to know we are here for you. So you're never in this alone. You're always, we are always here for you. So, so you, you just have to step up and, and you have to reach out to us. Sometimes we can't reach everybody. So, so this is where I talk about humble yourself and it's okay to come to us. It's okay to ask for things. It's okay to ask for prayer. It's okay to say you don't have it all together because we're here for you. Uh, we just want to love on you and pray for you. So share this link. Get it out there. One more time. Can we give a shout out to our entire team this morning our worship team from i'm telling you this is what it's all about i love it absolutely love it um, it's part of a vision and and it's part of vision god gave me it's a part of vision of what god wants to do in 2021 you know and what he's been speaking to me and you're seeing it happen you're seeing it play out in person uh and that's what it is it's unity it's coming together it's oneness and and that's what this is all about, and and we've got to be able to do it if we're going to make it through this, if we're going to get through this. I'm telling you right now, this is what it is. It's, you know, I was, I'm just going to go away. You know, it, I, he has shown us so many things, and from from a spider web of churches out there that, guess what? You know, I've heard things that, that some churches think that, and that, that a big move can't happen because you don't have a big, huge, mega church doing it. And I say, I don't care what you say because there is a, a spider web of churches out there that we are seeking one thing, and that's him. We don't care about anything else, and we're all different, but we're all the same. And as long as we can come together and worship together and, and seek him together, I'm telling you, that spider web will catch everything. It will. It's going to move in a mighty way, and it starts with us. It starts making a difference right here, Uh, and I thank you for that because I know you guys could have been anywhere this morning, but you came to worship with us, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. One more time. And Brother Ken already left. He's got service. That's why we couldn't stay much longer. You know, all these guys are pastors of their own church. So Ken's like, I got to go. I I got service at my church. He left the service to get here for this (laughs) one. I'm telling you, man, he, is, he is all, him and his son are always up here serving, and we love them. Uh, it's so good. So, uh, man, let's see, what I want to do? Oh, yeah, if you're new here, uh, do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. Uh, that should be a card. Our ushers will get you one. If not, before you leave, there's a big wooden desk in the foyer. Go by there. Make sure we know you came. We want to pray for you. We want to love on you a little bit, let you know that we knew you were here. Um, so that's important, but we can't reach out to you if you don't let us know you were here. It's really hard that way. I mean, the Holy Ghost is good, but sometimes he doesn't direct me that way, you know. (laughs) So, so, please, let me know that you were here. That's so important. couple announcements. Uh, Monday night prayer, be here, 6 p.m. Every single Monday night, 6 p.m. Right here, we come together as a family, and we pray together. We seek God together. We do it all right here. Okay, so make sure you're here for that. Uh, what an opportunity. Sometimes we have live worship. Sometimes we don't, but we're just going to come in, and we're going to seek God. And what you see up on these crosses, we have a prayer cross over here. What you see nailed to that is people with just a mustard seed of faith, they will nail their prayer to the cross, and we come in, and we pray over that cross. And then this is our miracle cross. So guess what? When there's a miracle from there, we we put it over on a miracle cross over here just to prove to you that God is still alive. God is still moving. God is still a God of miracles, and it happens all the time. Uh, and it's so important you understand that. So please put your prayers up there so we can pray for them. Tuesday at the table, Brother Daniel, going to be there Tuesday at the table. He's going to be leading that this week. Come on, get out here and get a good word. That's our midweek service. Great Bible study. If you want to go more in depth, if you want a more intimate uh, environment where you can ask questions and get answers, this is the time to be it. right here Tuesday uh, at 6 p.m. Because on Wednesdays, we're always jam-packed with student ministry and children's ministries. But they are still off this week. So they're not starting again until next week. So don't bring your kids by on Wednesday. You can drop them off, but I don't know what they're going to do. So don't bring them by on Wednesday. Um, (laughs) The next thing we, okay, we got our New Year's Eve at Destiny. We're having a watch party right here at Destiny. So if you didn't have a place to go on New Year's Eve, 10 o'clock be here we have multiple churches now brother ken just said he's going to bring his team so we're going to have churches here you guys are welcome to come if you didn't i've been trying to pass it out to all the churches and say hey come on out to destiny so we're going to be here it's going to be worship it's going to be word it's going to be prayer it's going to be everything as we usher in the new year so if you've never done that before neither have i <laughs> everybody came to me and said can we do it And i was like never done it sounds good to me so that, that's if, if, if you don't know anything about me i'm like i'll try anything So, if we can get people together and worship God, then let's do it. So, uh, be here at 10 o'clock that evening on New Year's Eve, and we're going to bring in the New Year's, uh, just worshiping God. So, it's going to be good. And then, get ready, because on the the 3rd through the 23rd of January, we're going into our 21 days of... Uh, prayer and fasting. So look, get ready for it. Start preparing now as we start walking into the new year. How are you going to start your new year? What are you going to be fasting for? What are you going to be praying for? Corporately, we're going to be coming together on Monday nights, just like we always do. Okay, so we're going to show up on Monday night as a church, and we're going to pray through that, okay? And we'll have, a, we'll have some corporate prayer that we do as we're praying as a church as a whole. But man, I want you to bring it all in throughout these uh, the 21 days of prayer and fast, starting on the 3rd through the 23rd. All right, let's see. Whew. I wore a sweater on the wrong day, baby. It is hot. All right, here we go. How <laughs> about good? I love you, Kevin. One more thing, and this, this is going to be, I have to give you a heads up now because those people that don't like change, all my S's in the crowd, all those people that, that don't like change, there's some change coming, behind the scene change, but we are changing our church operating system. We're changing our church giving system. The kiosk will be going away. It's, it's not working half the time anyway, so, uh, but we're making some big changes in how we manage the church and all the behind the scenes stuff, so it's going to, oh, we're getting a new app, we're getting a new website, we're doing all kinds of stuff, so I'm giving you the heads up, that's, that's my warning, it's coming, okay, it's starting in the new year, so be ready, um, but it's going to be better, so we're doing it because it's better, we're going to add in text to give, we're going to be giving all kinds of great things for you and better, better tools for us to use as a church in here, you're going to love this. It saves us $500 a month. Come on. We have got to be better stewards of what God gives us. So if you can incorporate everything into one thing, that's what we're going to do. So if you don't like the fact we don't have a kiosk where you can swipe your debit card, I'm sorry. (laughs) You'll figure it out. (laughs) We'll have one out there. You can type it in. But, man, isn't it better if you can just pull out your phone and do it on your own phone and not worry about everybody else's germs? Come on. makes so much more sense. I'm selling it now. I don't, I don't need to sell it because it's happening. All right, so just love it. Just love it. All right. So that's coming. That was your warning. So be ready. Everything, everything's changing. I love it. I love change. So let's pray. I know God's got a word this morning. Uh, so let's just pray. He helps usher that word in. So Father, we love you and we thank you, Lord. And I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity for us to come worship you, God. You are so good. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. And right now, God, come on, speak to me, God. Open up my heart, my ears to hear from you, God. And let, let whatever you want me to say be all you, none of me, God. And let it land on the heart, the ears, and the hearts of those that need to hear it this morning, Father. We surrender it all to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Everybody have a, a good Christmas? Woo! Come on, Merry Christmas. You know, it was different. Different. Anybody have a different Christmas? Yeah, it was really different, especially for us. We're used to having all our kids home. So my son, is uh, he serves in the Navy, and he's stationed in Augusta. It's the first year he hasn't been home for Christmas. So if anybody has military members out there, come on, let's give them military members. We love you guys. We love your families. We know what you're going through. Uh, we've been there, so we know what it's like. So it's, it was weird not having him at home. So that was different for us as a family. And then uh, my daughter and her husband are quarantined up in in Leeds. So... Uh, That was different for us too because now we didn't have other family members. So as a family, we got to drive up there and bring them food and gifts on Christmas Day. So they wanted Chinese food. So it was a little different. We had Chinese food for Christmas dinner. So everything was a little different, but we got to sit there and, and really make the best of it. And they got to sit in their garage, separated, you know, social distancing with each other. As we got to sit in our cars and watch, and we got to eat together because they were eating and we were eating, we got to hand out presents and watch them open it, and they gave us some presents we got. To, so it was really cool how, how you can still make things happen, but it was, it was different. It was different. And this year, I know things are different for a lot of people. You know, there's some people that, that your loved ones like ours just couldn't be here. They're, they're out scattered throughout the world, throughout the country, and they just couldn't make it home. And it might have been the first time you've had to deal with that. Miss Rachel, I know, a little different, huh? She's got one back, and she lost like 12, <laughs> but, but you do have them home, and so it, things are different. Some of us, we have loved ones in the hospital, and we can't even go spend time with them, so it's, it's, a, it's a little different. It's, it's different how we have to go through this and how we have to maneuver this. Some of us have lost loved ones this year, okay, and they couldn't be here, so it makes Christmas different. So this morning, we just want to lift all of them up. We just want to send our, let you know that our prayers and our heart is going out to you. Uh, we, we know what you're going through, and, man, we're praying for you. Uh, but it's different, and guess what? It'll be a different 2021. It'll be a new year. It's going to be a fresh start, and, and we, we can see that happen. So, so, look, all the stuff that went wrong, here's the good part. God still has his hands on everything. God still has his hands on everything and it's so good. So we got to remember that, that that God is still in charge. No matter how different it was, we could still do what we need to do. And guess what? We're still breathing, we're still walking, we're still talking, we're still worshiping God, and that's what's important. So uh so 2020's brought a ton of separation and division. That's what twenty twenty brought. Separation and division. And we've seen it. We've seen separation and division in our country. We've seen it all across the country. We've seen it in politics. We've seen it in our jobs. How many people have been separated from their job? Like people have said, you can't even come in anymore. Now you got to work from home. Well, for some people, that was their break. That was their opportunity to go out and socialize and, and be able to talk to people about what's going on in their life was going to work. Okay, so that, that's changed. We got separated there. Our families are separated. Some of us geographically because they can't come visit. So some of us they are just separated. Okay, because they're quarantining and all kinds of stuff. And churches, think about churches. We have never been so separated as a church. We've never been so separated as a church as a whole. But even in our church, you know, you look around and you can see the separation within the church. And people that just haven't been able to come back and, and couldn't be here and, uh, and because of everything going on. So this 2020 has been a separation. Friendships. How many friends could you not go spend time with that you usually do? How many people are you not reaching out to you used to reach out to? 2020 was a year of separation. And in schools, I'm not, even, I'm not taking the kids out of this because kids that are used to going. Some kids, when they go to school, that is their only freedom. That is their only dinner. That is their only lunch. That is, you know, that is the only time they get out of whatever's happening where they live and have some normalcy in their life. And those kids, too. It was different. This whole year has been different. There's all kinds of stories that are different. You see them in the Bible, and and that's why I tell you we just got to remember that that even in the Bible, you can read stuff in the Bible and just say, well, why would that happen? Why would God allow that to happen? God has his hand in everything. God doesn't cause everything, but God will use everything for his good. So we got to remember that. We got to continue in our faith, continue believing, continue saying, you know what? Even though no matter how bad it seems, we can still get through it. We can get through it with prayer and seeking God and trusting in Him. And that's how it's going to happen. And pretty soon, this is all going to be a memory to us. And we're going to say, remember 2020? Remember how bad it was? We're going to be able to look back and go, you know what? We're through it. And I believe that's what 2021 is bringing. It's bringing unity that way. I believe it's a year of unity. And, you know, this is what God kind of spoke to me months ago. He said, it's oneness, it's unity. And I thought, well, okay. Well, that's kind of weird because we're still in this pandemic everything's still going on but he said no it's going to be a time because what you see happening in the world is preparing everybody to go i need more there are people that are going to be starving and hungry to know that there's something better out there somebody they hadn't met okay they're going to be hungry for it and it's our job to take them that they're going to be hungry for the food and our job is to take it to them our job is to reach out to them and show them the love of god so that's why i think it's going to bring unity because there's going to be some people looking for family. There's going to be people looking for security and safety. And it's all in the Lord, but they're going to be looking when they get through this. So we need to be ready for that. We need to re- unite as a church, as a church family. We need to take care, continue to take care of each other. We need to continue to reach out to people. Like I said before, if you have issues, you've got to continue to reach out to us. Let us know. We, we don't know what's going on unless you tell us. And sometimes you might assume that we just know, but we don't. So please reach out and let us know. Let us know. We need to unite in fasting and praying. I think that's the biggest key. That's why we're kicking this year off with fasting and praying. We need to unite as a church, come together as one, and and pray and fast together, because I think that's going to change the atmosphere. That's going to put a shift in the atmosphere. Man, everybody needs to do their part, and your part might be just that. It might be praying. It, it, It might be just fasting with us and believing with us. So we're going to unite under one vision, one mission. We're going to unite under one God. That's it. He is it. And we need to get the, the world focused on who he is and what he's going to do. And we need to reunite, or unite as churches in this region. And that's what he showed me. It was a bunch of churches coming together. And it doesn't matter how you worship or, or, or how you preach or the size of your congregation. It's the fact that we can come together and do life together and, and join in as one as we go forward with this. This is not isolating ourselves saying it's only this church or only that church. It's us coming together. And that's what it is. But I also believe that we need to grow and unite with God as a person. And it starts with us. It starts with us. It starts with, with understanding who God is to us individually. Nobody can do this for you. And I think that's, the, that's where everything, you can't have any of the other stuff if you don't seek him for yourself, right? You can't have any of it. All this stuff will come when you seek God first. And I can't seek God for you. I, I, can't te- I can tell you what to read. I can give you resources, but you have to do what only you can do. And that's seek God for yourself. Okay, you can come into church, and I can give you a word, and you can worship. But if you don't leave out of here saying, I need more of him, how do I get more of him, and seek him with all of your heart, you're not making any ground. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Welcome back, brother. Good to see you. I had to stop and say that because I know you were sick, brother, and we were praying for you. Thank you for being here, brother. Come on. Love it. So, yeah, as I was studying, this is where he brought me. And he couldn't get me out of the book of Ephesians, and I'm sorry. (laughs) I think we just spent like 20 weeks in the armor of God, okay? So, which is in the, if you you didn't catch all that, that was in the book of Ephesians. Uh, So we're going back there, I just can't get out of it. And I was like, all right, Lord, if this is where you want me to stay, we're going to stay there. So so we're going to pick up a new series, it's going to be called One, uh, and this is going to lead us into... Uh, what I believe is going to be a powerful year. It's going to be a powerful movement. It's going, to, it's going to be a movement of Christ, not only in this area, but in the world. And it starts in 2021. And that's what this is. It's one. And, and it's all about unity. So, um, so that's where we're going. It's, it's in the, Out of Ephesians 4, if you if read in that, it'll give you a title of this Ephesians 4 is Unity in the Body of Christ. And this is where God took me and said, we just need to focus on this. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what unity is, because sometimes people don't understand that. So we'll define that first. So unity is the state of being one. It's oneness, being together as one, a whole or totality as combining all its parts into one. The state or fact of being united or combined into one as of all the parts of a whole, unification, Okay, absence of diversity, unvaried or uniform character, oneness of mind and feeling as among a, a number of persons concord harmony and agreement so it's the state of being one one in Christ right one in Christ oneness with him oneness in everything we do oneness as a family oneness as a church oneness as individuals right and then oneness as a church as a whole see this is where that oneness is going it's unity in the entire body not just us Like, we tend to do family pretty well. I'm talking about outside these walls. Starting to put down all the things that that separate one church from the next and saying the walls have to come down so we can have unity. It's absence of diversity. Uh, And I don't mean like absence of who we are. We're all going to be diverse in in our vision and what God's given each and every one of us. I'm not talking about that diversity. I'm, I'm talking about absence of a difference in how we worship or who we worship. Okay, it's all about who are we worshiping. So there can't be no diversity in that. It's it's one God, and we're we're seeking Him. Okay, there there's has nothing to do with with all the other stuff. It's 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 seeking His face, seeking Him, and oneness of mind. It's it's being in agreement that we need more of Him in 2021. We need more of Him in our families and in our churches and our lives and our jobs and our in our schools in our communities we need more of him it's that oneness understanding that he is the only one we need to come into agreement with that in 2021 so it all starts with unity in christ and your personal walk with him and that's kind of where we're going so how how can we get better this year that's my question to you how can you get better in this upcoming year, because, you know, there's all kinds of New Year's resolutions. That's like the biggest thing you see with a new year. Why? Because it's a fresh start. Everybody already says it's a fresh start. So, so I'm going to do a, have a New Year's resolution to do this or to do that or to lose weight or to, or to, to save more money. There's always a New Year's resolution. You see them all the time. So, so what is your resolution for the new year when it comes to Christ? There's nothing wrong with all those things as long as God's in the middle of them. It's when you seek things without him that there's, there's a problem. So, so as long as you put him in the middle of it, we're good. So, so resolution is just a firm decision to do or not do something. That's all resolution is. It's a, I'm going to make a firm decision to do or not do something. So, so what is it in your life that you have to do to seek him more? To do to get in his presence more? What is it in your life you have to do to grow in your walk with him? That's for you to answer. And then, then, then what is it you have to get rid of? What are the things in your life that you know is, is pulling you away? Pulling you away from the church. Pulling you away from God. Pulling you away from all that stuff. And those are the things you have to make a resolution to, to get rid of. Get rid of. And, and here's, you know, resolutions. Here's the problem with resolutions. If you just make a New Year's resolution without God, it's only as good as you are. And we're not good. <laughs> That's where it stops. It stops with you. Because, you know, you'll go out and you'll start a New Year's resolution. And then if it's in January or February and and you break it, you'll be like, oh, broke the resolution. Now what? Just go back the old way. There's not a lot of restarts. You're like, I'll try it again next year. There's not a lot of people in June going, oh, man, I just broke my New Year's resolution. By then, it's not even a resolution anymore. They probably broke it a thousand times. But here's the thing. That's why when, when it's not a resolution, when it's, I'm going to include God in it, when it's, and it's more of a, a covenant with God, then what happens is, guess what? It's unbreakable. So you can, guess what? You can try all you want, and when you fall, you can get back up, and God will say, it's okay. Come on, let's keep going. He, it's not that you've lost it. It's not that you've, you've stumbled and fallen and you can't get up. It, it is, no, God, God's right there to say, it's okay. We have a covenant. We're good. Like, I'm just going to pick you up. Let's keep going. You don't have to wait till next year. We start right now. See, that's the good part, because we're human, and we need that. Okay? We need that, and that's what this is all about. You have to put God in the middle of everything, and God will give you the power to do it. See, that's the difference. When you do it on your own, it's you. When you do it with God, it's him. I can do so much more with God. If you leave it up to me, I'd still be in bed right now. I'd be watching online going, how come nobody's preaching? (laughs) That's how it would be. I'm telling you, put God in in the beginning. So... So if you're new to the walk, this is it. So if you're brand new to church and, and you said, you know what, I gave my heart to Christ. Now, that's where that walk starts and you start sitting up, you know, and then you start crawling and then you start walking and it goes from a walk to a run and from a run to finishing the race. And that's what it's all about. There has to be a constant next level. So as we go into the new year, what's your next level? You can't be satisfied with where you are with God right now. Because that's, that's when you get lazy. That's, that's where you just say, you know what, this is good enough. And good enough is never good enough. So don't get relaxed. Also, don't get frustrated with your walk. That's so important because, you know, this is, this is a process. And I'll share this in the beginning. This, it, it's a process. Look, everybody wants to say, well, well. everybody's got their own process. They do. It, it, this is not a microwavable thing. Like you don't just raise your hand and you're holy. It doesn't work that way. Okay, and, and everybody's got a different size microwave, right? So if you've got the big microwave, you cook things faster. If you've got a smaller microwave, it cooks a little bit slower. Well, your microwave is based on your walk, your confidence, your faith in who he is. So guess what? You want, you want to move further into holiness? If you want to walk towards that more, get a bigger microwave. <laughs> All right, get a bigger desire in your heart to know who he is and to seek him with everything you have. And guess what? He'll start showing up. He'll start showing up more than you can ever think. But it's always going to be there. He's waiting for you. Hmm. So what needs to change? What, what do you need to change for your walk in the upcoming year? Ah, where are you going to induce God into your life? Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's your school. Maybe it's your family. What's your next step? You know, you say, oh, man. here we go. All right, God. Especially the dads in the room. Where are you at? Telling you. How are you going to induce God into your family? That's your job. So if you're a, you're a husband, you're a father in a room, it is your job to induce it in your family. So where are you with that? What's your goal? Instead of having all these other goals in, in 2020, why don't you set a goal that's going to be meaningful for eternity and start focusing on your, your family and your kids. All right, I'm going to get into the Bible now. That was just a setup, y'all. We're in trouble. I love it when they don't have a clock in the back. You guys, if you need a break, take a break. Um, our go-to verse on this one, like I said, it's really not a big one. It's a small one. We're going to stay in it today. It's Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. That's as far as I got. <laughs> That's as far as we're going to get today. Um, so if you've got your Bibles, if not, it'll be up on the screen. It says, therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience and bearing with one another in love. I'm going to stop right there. And we're going to just kind of sit on this for a little bit. Uh, we're going to begin with Paul, and like I said, we've been in Ephesians for a bit, and here you have Paul. Paul is simply, you know, he he's writing this from prison. We already know that, right? Because we talked about that for for, for months. <laughs> he's in prison. He's writing. He's he's writing to the church in Ephesus, and and why? Because he planted a church there. Paul's a church planner. And he went to Ephesus because Ephesus was a great big port city that that had all kinds of, um, you know, ways to get throughout everything. It had rivers and everything. If something started in Ephesus, it would go everywhere. That's how it was. Uh, So that's why he went there. And he went there to bring unity. I love how it ties right into oneness. He had to bring unity between the Jews and the Gentiles. He was set to bring unity in who they worshipped. See, uh, if he could do that there, if he could spread the, the gospel there it would just spider out to everything. That was his thought, right? That was his thought. A uh, problem with that was they were worshipping Artemis. So when you think about that, they, they were worshipping a Greek goddess of fertility. Um, so in other words, that, that was their number one thing. And, and when you think of a city that's doing that, it wasn't just the city. It was the fact that the temple in the city was actually one of the largest banks in the entire world because of her, because of who they worshipped. So he walked right in to idols. He walked right into, no one's going to listen to me. He went right into the heart. He went into the lion's den and said, you know, I'm going to preach the gospel right here, right where nobody will believe me because everybody that worked there, they were making money off the temple. You know, this is where Rome was there saying, hey, look, man, you know, we're all going to believe in Caesar. He's the king, Uh, whatever. They said there's no way that, 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 that Jesus can have anything to do with this city and paul says now we'll just plant a church there it's going to be good now he had a remnant of people there uh a remnant of people there that 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 were you know of jews that 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 were that were seeking god that knew that that all that stuff but he said i'm going to come in and bring a church and this is why he's writing to him so um so what he does he comes in he gives an alternative he says listen i know who you're worshiping and it's wrong let me show you who i worship And let let me tell you who God is. Let me talk to you about Jesus. Let me talk to you about the Holy Spirit. In fact, in the same places where he comes in and says, you know, you were baptized by John, but I'm going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, right? And that's what he did. And and then you just saw miracles start breaking out in the city. And that was all before he got arrested. But that's why he's writing to him. He wants to, you know, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, Share his love, share his vision with them. And here's the thing. He got pushback. He got pushback. And I think in 2021, we're going to get pushback. But that's our job as Christians. Our job as Christians is to take this region. God planted us here. God put us here for a reason. It's to take this region. There are so many people. I don't even, I haven't even done the numbers. I should have done the numbers. I don't know how many thousands of people live in just the Prattville area, in the Wetumpka area, in the Montgomery area, in the Millbrook area. And how many people don't even know Christ? They don't go to church. God put us here because we're supposed to go out and push the gospel out. We're supposed to go love on people. We're supposed to go show the love of God. That should be our goals, is to win the hearts and minds of this region to Jesus. So that's what we should be doing. Same thing he had to do. And guess what? We're going to be dealing with idols too. Because there are idols all over this place. <laughs> you know, there's people that, that they, they love money than, more than they do Jesus. There's idols everywhere. I'm telling you, that's who we're fighting against. They had to fight against theirs. we got to fight against ours. Okay, there are idols, there's, there's money, there's sex, there's status. Um, people are just more concerned about their status in their job than they are anything. So they're going to they're gonna put in the you know, 90 hours a week just to get that status so they can feel like they've accomplished something. And they're going to put that over God. Right? That, that's what we're dealing with. These are, these are idols. This is, this is your reputation. There's people that are well, more concerned about their reputation than they are about Jesus. And that's why it says you can have no idols over me. He's saying, look, forget all that stuff. None of that matters. Not one bit. And he's not saying that you don't have to have a job. Because then you'll be hanging out to the church all day. He's saying, saying, I need you to have a job, but that can't come before me. I want you to have money, but that can't come before me. In fact, if you put God first, all the other stuff shows up. And it's amazing how that works. That when you put God first, guess what? When you're ready for promotion, he's going to promote you. You know, when you want that reputation, you don't even have to ask for it. People just start coming to you. Why? Because you sought him first. But it starts with you. This is all about you. I can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. You have to make that decision of how deep do I want to go? What do I want to do? So how we represent him matters. And we need to be a good servant to God. Try to represent him in everything we do. So in that verse, it says, therefore, I A prisoner of the Lord. So what does that mean to be a prisoner of the Lord? Now, granted, he's telling them I'm locked up. But he's also a prisoner because he knows that he went all in. And he said, whatever you want, I will do it. Which is why he's there. (laughs) He says, whatever you want. So are you a prisoner of the Lord? Do you uh, declare yourself as a prisoner of the Lord? If God told you to pick up and go move to another city right now, would you do it? Everybody's like oh I don't know that's a tough one if God said you know what I need you to go quit your job and seek me with all your heart you, you better be pretty sure that it's God speaking but here's what I love if God tells you to do it he's going to provide for it he's going to take care of it but that's why it's your oneness with him like you, you can't come to somebody else and go do you think this is what God's telling me I don't know I don't know what God told you <laughs> like sounds weird to me <laughs> quit your job but if that's what god told you see it's all going to go back to you what's god talking to you about and if god's not talking to you what are you doing to get close enough to him so he'll talk to you because he's waiting he's waiting look he look if you know a lot of pastors there's a lot of pastors like to talk he's even worse (laughs) like he wants to talk every second he's like look if you wake up at night i'll talk to you if you seek me in the morning i'll talk to you there's times you can call me i'm gonna hit decline. Because I don't want to talk to you. But his phone's always open. Like, like, his phone is ready. It's ready to go. He's ready to click accept and listen to you. It's just how it is. Mm. But here's why he's in prison. You know, he, He's in prison because he's making an impact. He's in prison because the empire is nervous. The empire is nervous because he's come on the scene and he's wrecking their world. Like, they have all control. They're controlling everybody. They're making tons of money. They're like, look, we can't, we can't give any of this up. And then this Paul guy comes on the scene and says that, that Jesus has come. Now what do we do? Now what do we do? And this is where you see it. You see people get frustrated with him, and uh, Demetrius is out there. You know, he's selling stuff, and he's, he's mad at them. They do all this stuff. So Paul has to leave and eventually ends up in jail. But the thing is, the empire was completely nervous over what he was doing. Just think what would happen if we as Christians said we're going to seek God with everything we have. Guess what? We're going to spend our money on what God wants us to spend our money on. We're going to spend our money on doing what God wants us to do. (laughs) You think the empire would get a little nervous? (laughs) Absolutely. Hollywood would get a little nervous. You know, Hollywood puts out all this junk. That's what I'll call it. You know, they keep pushing out all these movies with sex and violence and drugs. Why? Because they want our brains washed so where we become numb to it, to where it just sounds normal. Like that should, should be how it is. But as Christians, if we started saying, you know what, I'm going to start not doing those things. I'm going to start, stop doing what, what, what the world wants me to do and just listen to God. Maybe God will say, don't go. Don't, don't spend your money. And pretty soon they're not going to have all that money they're going to be sitting on going, now what? They don't want to lose control. See, that's why they keep doing what they do. That's why it's such a struggle. That's why we call it persecution. That's why God had to go. That's why Jesus had to go through this. Oh. So they should be nervous. We should make them nervous. That's our job. God put us here on purpose to make everybody else nervous. Because <laughs> this is going to be something new. It's going to be something fresh. So where's your Allegiance. And I'm saying, and I'm not, I don't know, I pledge allegiance to the flag. I get it. And we need to be good citizens, yes. But we also have allegiance to him. And that has to be a priority in our lives. To say, God, whatever it is you want, we're going to seek that. We're going to do that. Everything else is what it is. Everything else can wait until God says do it and move. Um but that's how it was and in fact that's how the romans they crucified all the revolutionaries that's what it was they didn't want the everybody that, that started going out against society and against politics and all that stuff they crucified them <laughs> they're like there you go now you can't do it we'll just make an example of you that's the only way they could keep them from, from changing the world but well, they can't do that now <laughs> they can try but but that's what, that's what when you start seeing big government and you start seeing how uh, it tries to take over the world, I'm telling you, it's so important that we hold on to who we are and our oneness with God. Mm. So I want to go to John 15, 18 through 22. And this is just a reminder because this is what it's all about. John 15, 18 through 22 says, if the world hates you, keep in mind they hated me first. Okay, this is Jesus now. If you belong to the world, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. Isn't it great that he plucked us right out of the world? He says, I'm going to take you out of everything you're in, everything you're doing, everything you've been accustomed to, everything that you've been raised in. He says, I'm going to take you out of that. He says, I'm going to pluck you from it because I've chosen you. Everybody in here has been chosen. This was not by accident you showed up today. You were supposed to be here. It was already predestined. He already had that in his mind. And he said, I'm going to have a word for you that day that's going to strike you in the heart and it's going to change the way you do things. But he says, I've chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. So that should be your answer right there. Can we make a difference? Absolutely. Bible says it right there. He said they persecuted him. So they're going to persecute us. Expect it. But guess what? They listened to his teachings. So they're going to obey his teachings. When we come at them with the word, they're going to obey ours too. We can't be worried about, are they going to actually do what I ask them to do? No, get out there and do it. Bible says they'll do it. It says they will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who sent me. If they had not come, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin but now they have no excuse for their sin and that's why they're so frustrated because you know how how many people have grown up in lifestyles and done things in their lives where they just didn't know it was bad and then all of a sudden you're like oh wow this is bad well that's what's happening so 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 they finally realize that wow he came this is sin now i have to do something about it now i just can't sit in it because now if you're going to continue to sin you're choosing to sin so once you know it's sin and you continue to do it it's your fault like, you're choosing to sin. Once, once, once you know what it is, you have a choice. And that's what he's saying. He goes, they, they, they wouldn't be guilty of sin if he didn't come and tell them what it was. But now that they know what it is, they have no excuse. And that's why they're angry. And they're going to be angry. That's how it's going to be with us. We're going to get pushback. You're going to get pushback. And not everybody you talk to and not everybody you invite to church is going to show up. But you don't stop. You be persistent. You continue to ask. You continue to, to share with them the miracles and what who God is and, and, and what this big plan is. That's what you have to do. You can't give up. Be persistent.
1: Because
4: mm. we're his. Okay, we're, we're his. He's going to use us as he pleases. And in fact, that's why some of us are here. That's why some of us are still here. Because we haven't completed what he's asked us to do. <laughs> that's how it works. I believe there's seasons in our lives. And God will put you in a season to do something. And if you don't like the season, figure out what you're supposed to do while you're there. Because <laughs> God said, I still need you to do something. I've been asking you to do it. I've been asking. I've been speaking to you. I've been telling you you had to do something. It might be just talk to one person. He might have told you, go speak to that person, and you still haven't done it. And he's like, fine, then you're just going to sit there. <laughs> You'll sit there until I'm ready to release you from it just how it is so so for him to use us we need to submit to him we need to draw close to him we need to seek him with every opportunity we have and that's what this is about oneness it's about you getting closer to him so in your new year's in this new year's resolution when you walk into this new year how are you going to seek him more what is it you need to do in your personal walk to seek him more because that's what's going to make a difference because we're a prisoner we're prisoners to the lord He says, therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you. Stop right there. We're going to talk about urge and what that means. He says, I urge you. He doesn't ask us politely. He's urging us. There's passion behind that. There's passion behind that. See, he really wants us to understand this. We have to get this. Have you ever urged your kids not to do something? Like, please, don't do that. That's bad. And they still do it. Well, well, here you see it. Paul's urging them. He says, please don't. Look, it's not, about, this is not just about getting information to you. It's about transformation in your life. So he's urging you to understand what he's saying because you need to see a transformation in your life. It's just not information. It's just not information. He cares more about our walk with him than he does about how much we know. So quit thinking that you need to know a bunch. Quit thinking you can't do anything until you understand the whole Bible. It's not going to work. You just got to say, I'm all in, God, whatever you want. And I'll get it as I go. It works. So I'm standing up here. <laughs> we'll get it as I go, Lord. You just tell me what to do every Sunday, and we'll just figure it out. That's how it is. It's kind of like, a, you know, you can read the Bible probably a million times. But if you don't apply anything that you read to your life, it was useless. You just have a bunch of information. You have no clue how to apply it. You have no clue what to do with it. And you're not applying it to your life. So as a leader, what are you portraying to other people? As you go out into the community and you say, hey, c- come spend time with my God. And they're like, are you doing it? <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't like the way that looks. You know, so, so you get your, get Get ready. You know, you got to take care of yourself so when you go out and talk to people, they have something to look up to. You know, if I came to you and urged you to go to the gym, it's not going (laughs) to work. Y'all be like, you go to the gym? No, but I urge you to go. (laughs) (laughs) But if James came up here flexing and was like, you need to go to the gym, it's good for you. Y'all be like, man, I need to sign up. What gym was that? I need that transformation in my life, brother, but I don't want to sweat for it. Unbelievable. comes with a cost that's right so so i think about this and, and he's urging us because he has passion for us. passion like a, a shepherd in his sheep that's what it is you know a shepherd when he's, he sleeps with his sheep he cares for his sheep he cares about his sheep and if his sheep run off he goes after them and shepherds also have a big stick whoop their sheep <laughs> i just i got a stick in the back somebody gave me where's chris at he gave me a big stick i don't know what it's for but maybe it's whipping sheep <laughs> I'm just telling you, he has, this is it. So, so so, these shepherds have a passion for their sheep. Just like, look, can I be honest with you? I have a passion for you. I love each and every one of you. I really do with all my heart. And I have a passion that you understand the freedom you can get when you see God with all your heart. Because I get to experience it and I get to see what's going on in your life. And I just go, God, if you would just surrender that. If you would just taste just a little bit of it and see how good it is. but, But some of you aren't even willing to hear it. And you don't even want to step into what could be so great for you in your walk with Christ and everything he wants to bring you. And you just step away from it. And you're not willing to cross that line. You're not willing to go the next step. Well, 2021, it's the next step. It's You've got to take the next step because it's all on you. You've got to move forward because I I can beat you as much as I want to beat you. (laughs) I've tried it with my kids. It doesn't work. They still do. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Bring the cops up in here. Come on. Man. Problem is, we were created for so much more. Go to Ephesians 2.10. You know, I love this. This is just one of my go-to verses for this. I love it. It's, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good work, right? Which God prepared in advance for us to do. So he crafted us. He built each. There's not one of us alike. Not one of us alike. We all have a different plan and purpose in our life. Not one of us is alike. And God created us. It's like crafting wood. It's like he took a chunk of wood and, and just started you know sculpting it and just just chiseled out a little bit and he says that's you and he goes now i got a plan for you seek me and i'll show you the path of what i want you to do and what i want you to do is going to be so much greater than what you're going to try to do on your own and we need to understand that and, and it's a timing thing it really is it's a process to seek him and just just chase after it but we're his workmanship so he urges us and i urge you sink in in 2021 sink in and say gosh I just need a little bit more god how can i get just a little bit more of you how can i surrender one more thing to you just draw closer don't sit back and just sit where you're at and don't worry about all the other things in life all this 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 other materialistic things guess what when when you seek god first all that stuff comes he'll take care of you he's going to guide you and, and and steer you in the right way ah oh, so you're he says therefore the prisoner of the lord he urged um, so the prisoner of the Lord urge you to walk. So therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord urge you to walk. It's a, it's an encouragement. He urges us to walk, to walk in what God has already put in front of us, to walk in a plan that God has already given us. I want you to think about a baby. All right. Cause, cause God, God, to exercise. He loves this. This is all about encouragement. So when you have a baby, right, what's the first thing you want your baby to do? Sit up. Right, like you have this baby, and 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 you're like, okay, great, I gotta hold you all the time. Can you sit up on your own? And I remember, you know, our kids had big heads, so they didn't sit up so well. You'd sit them up, and they'd fall over. So so we learned that you'd sit them up, and then you would wrap stuff around them so that they wouldn't fall over. You know, it really struggled with walking too. It's just like kind of head, just let them where to go. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I got a big one. So so this is what's going on. He's saying you're, you know, as you as a as a Christian right? You're going to sit up. So brand new Christians, guess what? You're going to sit up and we're going to cheer you on because that's what you do with your babies, right? What did you do with your baby? when they sat up? You just cheer them on. You're like, yes, yeah, good, 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 good. Now stay there. Let's get a picture, <laughs> right? But, but that's how it is. So, so as a church, if you're new to church and you're trying to find this, you're going to sit up and we're going to cheer you on and we're going to be there and we're going to be there for you to say you're doing a good job and we're going to coach you in that and we're going to thank you. But, but guess what? At some point, we're going to get sick of you sitting there. There's a lot of you sitting in this church, and you're just sitting there. And we've been like, hey, there's more to this than sitting there. They, 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 there's, there's a whole lot more to this. So, so what do we do with our kids? We put something in front of them. We dangle a carrot. Like put the bottle in front of them. Be like, just lean forward. You're going to get this. You're going to start crawling soon. Right? That's what you do. You just put toys in front of them or food, and you just see if they can go at it. Right? So, so that's what we're doing as a church. We're going to give you opportunities as a church to stretch yourself opportunities to start serving in areas that god wants you to serve in opportunities to do things different than you've ever done before and it's not going to be comfortable Crawling's not comfortable crawling hurts your knees and your hands have you ever done it i'm glad i don't remember being a kid i got on my hands and knees the other day looking under the car i didn't think i was getting back up it's like (laughs) 911 i'm hurt (laughs) i'm down i can't get up but but that's that's exactly crawling is not comfortable so, so as you crawl in this walk with Christ, it's not going to be comfortable. You're going to have to start separating from things you've done, get rid of things that don't need to be in your life anymore. It's going to hurt. And you're going to be like, seriously? I thought this was supposed to be wonderful. I thought this was supposed to be a great walk, and this is just yeah, right. No, God's saying no. It's going to be painful for a second. But if you keep going, guess what? You're going to get sick of it too, and you're going to start walking. <laughs> That's what it is. Babies get sick of that. They're like, I can go a whole lot faster if I stand up. And it doesn't hurt so much. It doesn't hurt so much. So at some point, at some point, we're not going to start, we're not gonna celebrate you crawling anymore. You don't celebrate your kids if they're crawling at the age of three. <laughs> you're like, get up! What is your problem? We're going to Walmart, you're crawling all over the place. Right? So you 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 don't you don't celebrate that. And in a church, you shouldn't be celebrated if you're just crawling. If you've been crawling for a while. Whew, it's time to get up and start walking. Now, there's some people in this church, been in this church for 10 years. Y'all can't even find Romans in the Bible without the table of contents. We are not going to celebrate that. It's time to start walking. It's time to start digging in. It's time to start saying, I need to grow a little bit deeper with God. Hmm. And if you're a pastor, we need to come talk. man but that's it man it's it's that and here's the thing here here's the great thing is that when you start walking when you start walking man it doesn't hurt anymore you're just walking in a calling God put on you and, and, and when you start chasing after him with everything you have and you're walking man it feels so good and God's right with you and he's carrying you and here's the good part about that when you fall he's just there to pick you up how, how many times did your kids fall and you didn't pick them up you didn't leave them there you bent down you picked them up and you said come on get walking again like, like and that's what God's doing he goes I might have gave you a call but guess what it's time to get up you just fell that's okay get up and start walking get up and start doing what I asked you to do and if you do that pretty soon you'll be running man and that's what we're meant we're in this for we're in this to start running the race that God has put in front of us, a plan that he has already drawn up, something that he's already put in place and said, if you would just do that, I'll start showing you my glory. You're going to start seeing things happening. You're going to start seeing God use you in a mighty way, and you're not going to worry about all that other stuff because it's just going to come. Guess what? You know, and if it doesn't come, it's not going to matter because you don't care about it. So, in other words, it loses its flavor in your life. It's not so important anymore. People will start throwing money at you and be like, I don't even want that hey, come work for me. Nah, you're just not who I'm seeking right now. You know, And I think that's how it works. And we just got to realize that it's time to get up and start doing what God's asked us to do. So where are you with your walk? Where are you with your crawl? Where are you with sitting? I don't know. That's up to you. But in 2021, you need to make a decision to say, I need to move to the next level. I can't stay in the same place I was just because it's comfortable. It's time to move forward. God has bigger plans for us. And as this church, God has a bigger plan for this church. And for us to move forward, it's going to take everybody because you're part of this church. God brought you here. So, therefore, we can't move forward without everybody. You ever try to move a whole group of people? Take, take 50 people, wrap a rope around them, and tell them to go in one direction. People will be falling everywhere. Everybody's got to move together. So we need everybody going in the right direction. So you need to seek God first and chase after him, and he's going to lead us in that direction. I don't even know where I'm at, so just bear with me. Oh, man. You know what I love about the, the whole part about falling and getting up is that um, we need to remember sometimes when we fall. You know, A lot of people say, don't, don't remember the past. Everybody says, forget the past. I don't. I like to hang on to some of those moments because I don't like the way it felt when I fell. And if I can keep that in my mind about how it felt when I fell, then I don't want to go back there. It gives me more reason. Plus, when I think about that, I remember how good God was when he brought me out of the fall how good that was how you know when you can remember how good i I have seen more growth in my life after a fall than ever so so don't be worried about a fall don't be don't like i can't do that because i might fail well that's okay let god grab you because you're going to learn more and draw closer to him in the fail than you are with just doing it on your own so just don't be scared just go with it go with it go whatever god's telling you to do so where are you in your life i want you to do an honest eval as we go into the new year, you need to sit back and take an honest look at your life and be honest with yourself. Write it down and say, "Where am I? Where have I been over the last five years? Am I in the same place I was last year at this time? Am I in the same place spiritually um, that I was five years ago?" And if so, here's the thing: you might not have even been at this church, but you can't blame it on the churches. You can't because you can you can take yourself, put you in another church, and have the same issues because the issue's you. Like, if you don't want more of him, you will never get more of him. Nobody's going to convince you. It doesn't matter what church you go to. Okay? You have to make the decision to seek after him with all of your heart. So are you worthy? Are you worthy of the calling, which you've been called? Are you worthy to, to carry that name? That's a deep one. Because it really makes me think about all the stuff I need to do better next year makes me think about all the times this year that i probably didn't do what i should have done and i could have been so much better i could have went deeper i could have just man spent more time with him you know i don't know if it was it i don't know if it was daniel i was sharing with or somebody i was like man i had all these books and and i felt bad this last year because i got all these books i want to read but i realized when i'm reading those books i'm like i should be reading the bible <laughs> and i was wasting time and i'm like so i haven't read the books not the books are bad, books are good. But that's how I was feeling. I was like, every time I was reading, I was like, man, I could really be studying the Bible right now. Why am I reading a book on how to better myself? It's all right there. Like, like, like it's all in this. Just, just read it. And I was like, man, I can just dig. for. It. So I felt bad. So what can you do like that? Just think about your. Take some time. This is not something to, to, to just rush into, but really take some time. Sit back and say, what can I do better? How can I see God more in, in this new year? And set that plan, set, set a covenant with him to say, you know what? This is what it's going to be, and I'm going to do it. Oh. And when we do that, we're going to be, be able to live a more righteous, a more holy life. But it only comes when we deny ourselves and seek him. See, we, we, the whole point is denying ourselves, and that's always the problem. Look at Luke nine twenty three. in Lucas, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross daily and follow me. It's a daily struggle. So if you need some help on getting, I'm not just telling you to do something. Let me help you now. Let me give you a little. It's a daily struggle. Like you have to wake up every single day and say, you know what, Lord, I need you today. Guide me today. Lead me today. I need to deny myself today. That's how you do it. Every single day, wake up and say, God, I'm going to put you first. Think about how your life was this morning. Just You don't have to look back that far. You probably woke up this morning like I did. My alarm went off at 3.30. Anybody's alarm go off at 3.30? <laughs> there you go. Look, my alarm went off at 3.30, and I was like, all right, it's time to get up. God wants me to get up. That's just my normal time on a Sunday. So, so God, I got to get up. But my body said, no. So my my alarm went off again. I hit snooze, and it went off at like 4.00. My body said no, and God was saying yes. And so I waited until 4:30. It went off again. Then my wife said, "Yes, get up." No, <laughs> she's usually the one. <laughs> She'll have to tell me, "Shut the alarm off." Like, it, but but at that point I got up. But but here's the thing: I had to deny myself because I would I, I wanted to sleep. I ain't lying to you. It was like 28 degrees outside. I was like, "Man, it's kind of chilly in our house." I was like, "It'd be better if I just lay here." I'll call Kevin. He can preach today. (laughs) I was like, let's do this thing, you know. But most of us, when you woke up, you want to go back to bed. You know, kids weren't acting right. You know, everything's a mess. You don't know what you're going to wear. The clothes you were going to wear aren't clean. You're like, oh, man, I didn't. So so you had a choice today to deny yourself and take up the cross. Every day you had to deny and say, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to let the enemy take control of this. I'm going to seek you. So you've got to be able to to do that every single day. You've got to do it every single day. Why? Because we're a mess. We're a wreck. (laughs) We are just a complete mess. So if you don't think you're a mess, you're in the wrong church. Okay, because here's the problem. If we weren't a mess, then God wouldn't have sent his son Jesus to come die on the cross for us. That's it. We couldn't do it on our own. We are a complete wreck so we can't do it on our own he came and died for us and here's the thing you just can't continue going on with life thinking well i'll just start drifting towards holiness you don't drift towards holiness you just don't wake up one day and go hey i'm holy you drift towards disobedience so if you don't get up in the morning you don't start giving it to god first thing it gets easier it gets easier to say i don't need to read my bible i don't need to pray it's, it's easy to drift towards disobedience, not holiness. Holiness takes effort. So if you want God in your life, it takes an effort. It takes you putting your foot forward and walking out this walk. But you have to determine in your life and in your heart and in your mind that you're going to do it, that you want more. That's what it takes. You're just not going to wake up one day and it's all going to be there. And when you think it is, it won't be any longer. You need to humble yourself. how do we do all that <laughs> I don't know <laughs> let's pick up the end of that verse and it says we do it with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love see, and Jesus came with it all that's what I love about him he said I came with all that stuff I think about it now when all the good things happen in the, in the world you don't see Jesus just jumping up and down and saying I did it it was all me nope he stays right in the background. He's humble. He's going to humble himself. He's going to be patient. You know how I know he's patient? Because he gave us one more day. Every day I wake up, every day the sun rises, it's because he is so patient with us, he gave us one more day to figure it out. He's given us one more day to say, i got to get hungry. i got to find you. Look, you, don't, you never know. <laughs> every day is so important that we seek him with all our heart. Because you don't know when that next day's coming. But he's patient because he allows the sun to rise. Come on. Mm. So he's humble, he's gentle, he's patient. So are you willing to work on being humble? Are you willing to, to, to say it's all about God and not about me? That's a big one. Because there's a lot of stuff that comes in between that. There's a lot of stuff when you start divvying up your time in your life and how much time you have to do things and time to spend with your family and and all that. I'm not even talking about coming to church. Believe it or not, church on the priority list is lower. It's seek God with all your heart and, and then your family and then the church. So if you got the first two wrong, I shouldn't see you here on Sunday. how it is. I need you to focus on that. Say, put God first. Because if you want to start seeing what God can do in your life, you've got to move towards Him first. It's all about Him first in your life. The rest of this is just, you're just wasting your time. Okay, seek Him. Mm. Willing to be gentle, kind-hearted, and loving. Are you willing to be patient? You know, lead people to Christ. You invite people to church. And be patient enough to say, okay, uh, I'm going to have to coach them a little bit more. I'm going to have to, you know, well, this person, I just brought them to church, and now look what they're doing. Well, don't get frustrated. Go love on them a little bit. I mean, that's how Jesus does it, right? Come on, unless you never fell down. (laughs) Well, come on. I'm going to need you to preach next week if that's how it is. Bearing with love. We talked about this before. You know, we're supposed to bear the burden of everybody around us, our families and our friends, and bear it in love, right? We've got to bear them in love. Hmm. John thirteen, thirty-five, says, By this everybody will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's how we do it. That's the key to all this is to love people. To love people. And I'm not talking about culture love. Like not this this culture's love. Like not a feel good love. Like, oh I love you, it feels good. Not like I'm married love, because you'll just if you don't like your marriage anymore, you'll just leave it. I'm not talking about that kind of love. I'm talking about true love. Like like covenant love. Like I'm never leaving. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. That's the kind of love I'm talking about. That's the kind of love we should seek. It's not a covenant love. It's a contract. It's a covenant love, not a contractual love. So it's not a contract. It's a covenant. What kind of love are you you seeking? What kind of love are you portraying with people? Is it contractual love? Do you love them only when they're doing something good? Do you love on them when they're doing something bad too? I'm telling you. But we can make 2021 better. I don't want you to start the new year the same way you ended this year. Come on, we have got to we have got to make a shift. We've got to make a decision to seek him with all our heart, even more than what we ever had. And if you had a great 2020 in your spiritual walk, that's awesome. Think about what 2021 could be. Don't sit back and go, man, if I just keep doing what I just did, it's going to be another great year. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. Because God wants to take you and use you and advance you. He doesn't say stop when you get there. (laughs) He says keep walking. In fact, start running. Start running out. Run the race all the way to the end. But it all starts with us and our oneness with him. Man. I'm telling you, you can't have any of it if you don't seek him first that's why we started there seeking him first the oneness with him you and him so what are the steps you need to take that's what you need to work on this next week what are the steps you need to take what what is it that you want to really make a you know this this new year's resolution what's that look like to you going forward what's it look like to you in your spiritual walk and, and what you what you believe you should be doing and what you think god wants you to do And one step you can take is joining us for the 21 days of prayer and fast. So important. You want to have a fresh, clean start? Fast and pray. It is so important. When you enter into this, look, we've always seen amazing things happen through our prayer and our fast. Always. And if you've never tried it, I'm telling you right now, start somewhere. Come come talk to us. We have books on it. You can Google it. But uh, try it. If you've never tried it, try it. Come together and say, every day I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray more than I ever have. And I'm going to fast. I'm going to try to make it 21 days. And you know what? You doesn't mean that you have to be on a water fast 21 days. Because if we'll be calling Miss Amanda, going, what do I do with this person? They're dehydrated or, or hungry, and, and they've lost 60, 70 pounds. Look, y- you want to do a water fast, that's fine. Do a water fast as long as you can do it. <laughs> try it. It, may, it might be one day, but you still tried it. Did you advance from last year when you tried it? But it doesn't mean you stop. We have 20 days left. <laughs> find something and fast it. Commit to fasting. Commit to saying, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to do a Daniel fast. I'm going to I'm going to fast this or that." Look, I've even told people, if, if guess what? Get rid of something in your life that's taking up all your time. Unless it's your spouse, you got to keep them. <laughs> got to keep your kids, too. So don't get rid of any of them. I'm talking about TV, computers, um, games, what is it? If that's your fast, go for it. If it's going to get you closer to God, and it doesn't mean just stop doing those things replace those things with the word replace those things with god replace it because when you remove it there'll be an emptiness and if you don't fill it with god you're going to fill it with something else so get into the fast with us come join us in the fast let's do this together you won't be in it alone look we already removed all the coffee and the donuts <laughs> we haven't had them for a year so you're good been on a year fast it's so good but I'm telling you, that's the start of it. Second um, Chronicles 7, 14. Solomon, he hears from God here, and this is what he says. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So you want to know where it starts? Humble yourself, seek his face, and pray. So we're going to start the new year praying. And seeking his face and humbling ourselves and saying, God, come heal our land. Come heal it. And we're going to seek him. And we're going to listen to him. And wherever he tells us to go, we're going to go. Whatever he tells us to do, we're going to do. That's all I'm asking of you. Get, build that relationship with God so you can hear him. So you can understand what he's telling you to do each and every day. Because I want us to go into the new year with unity, with oneness. Not only with him, with all the rest of that stuff too, but it starts with you. Starts with you being one, Amen, Amen. Come on, you guys get something out of this. Come on, so good. So we're going to pray today. I just want to pray for, uh man. I know there's people in this room so um, that you're saying, man, I need to get closer to Him. I need to draw closer to Him. Give me that urge. Some of you are like, how do you even get that want to do that? Well, guess what? I'm going to pray. God releases that on you. I'm, I'm going to ask God touches you so hard right now that that you have a desire you've never had to seek Him. That's what I'm going to pray. So I know there's people in the room with that. I know there's people that are praying for the next step. What is that next step for me? What's that next step in my life? You know, God, what do you want me to do? God, what is it you, 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 that, that you want me to get rid of? God, what is it that, that, that you want me to do for the rest of, in the next season for me? Whatever that is, I know you're out here. I know there's people in this room, you're crawling, <laughs> you're walking, you're running, and you want to know what's next and how do I get better. So I'm going to ask God just to, to fill you up this morning. So let's pray together father we love you god and we thank you lord and god you see it you see it now if that's you raise your hand look i know there's people all across this room that are dealing with that they want to know what's next for me god use them father god you see their hearts you see their mind god whatever it may be god i ask you touch them right now father god give them give them a a tug right now in their heart father to seek you with all their heart father to seek you more than they did last year to seek you more than they've ever sought you father so, Father, we ask you right now to, to show them the next step, Father God. Those that are, that are crawling, Lord, I ask that you, you show them how to, how, how to walk, Father God. Those that are sitting there, God, show them how to crawl. Father, those, those that are walking, show them how to run, Father God. And those that are running, God, show them the finish line. God, show them how to finish the race, Lord. Father, continue to fuel them with your love, with your Holy Spirit. God, to continue to get them from one step to the next, God. Father, I pray that anybody here that is sitting idle, anybody here that has been relaxed, anybody here that that has been just uh, completely lazy in their walk, God, that you'll ignite a fire in them right now, Father God, to seek after you in a mighty, mighty way. So, Father, you see it. You see them online, everybody watching online, that that as they listen to this, God, I I ask that you just light a fire in them right now, Father God, that will get them moving in the right direction to seek you first father we just surrender all that to you have your way father god have your way in our lives and our families in our homes in this church and all the churches god we surrender it all to you and father i know there's people in here that you need to start that oneness with him by surrendering to him by saying my first step is to know him as a personal savior to have a relationship with him So if that's you and you say, you know, that's my first step. I've never accepted Jesus into my heart. This could be online. It could be in person. Look, if that's you, then I just need you to surrender that right now. If that's you and you want to know who Jesus is, just raise your hand. So I know I'm not going to call you out. I'm going to simply, we're going to say a prayer together as a church. And if you're at home, just go ahead. I need you to surrender right now. You can raise your hand at home. I don't care if you have family members around you. Raise your hand. Let them know that, 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 that you're ready to accept Jesus into your heart. The Bible says in Romans ten nine ten 10 that if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from death. Because we're a mess. And we sin. And the price of sin is death. And God sent his son to pay that price for you. So you don't have to pay it yourself. So if that's you, you you can surrender that to God right now. We're going to say a prayer and you, you get to say, look, I want to be saved and I just want to surrender to him. It says you got to declare it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, but you got to believe in your heart. That's the key. Believe in your heart. So let's just repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I kept you out of my life for too long. I can't do it on my own. Change me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. I know you died on the cross and rose again just for me. Today, I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, y'all. I know God touched somebody today. If that was you in the building, do me a favor. Before you leave, fill out a Connect card. Let us know you made that decision. Why? Because we have resources for you. You're not in this alone. Look, we want to celebrate you. We want to encourage you on your next step. We want to celebrate you sitting up. We want to celebrate your walk. So, so do me a favor. If you said that, fill out the card. Let us know. We have books for you. We're going to surround you. We're going to talk to you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to show you the next walk. We're going to show you what's next in your life, what God has in store for you. So, so please take care of that before you leave. Um, and that's the thing. That's all I got. Kevin, you want to take over? I love you guys. Thank you so much. Y'all
0: okay. yeah, make sure you know where Romans is. I'm going to go home and, high, you know, mark it. I'll make sure I know what it's at. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is the time in our service where we take up offering. Uh, and this part in our service, this is for everyone who calls Destiny Church home. So if th- you're brand new, if this is your first time, your second time, you don't have to worry about it. Unless you want to worship with us, you don't have to worry about this. This is for everyone who calls Destiny Church home and anybody that wants to just worship. Because here at Destiny Church, we believe that giving is a part of worship. And that's why we love doing it. I love dancing and I love jumping and I love playing, but I also love giving. And I can say this about you guys that you love to give as well. You love, you've proved it time and time and again. And I'm just so thankful, thankful, y'all, to be y'all's associate pastor and to be a brother and to be part of this church that loves to give and is generous. And I wanna tell you guys something out of uh, Pastor Kevin chapter one, verse three somewhere. Uh, (laughs) I think I told y'all this, but I wanna tell you again. I don't know why God reminded me about this, but uh, for some reason he wanted me to tell you, and maybe it's for somebody here. Uh, but a while back, I think I told you guys, I was at Maxwell working on some airplanes and I didn't have enough money for something. I'm sure a lot of you can relate, but I didn't have money for one thing or something or some bills. Uh, but the point is this, the point is that Isaiah was uh, on my knees in the in the hangar, just praying. I said, God, you know, I, I need help. You know, I, I can't pay this. so." You know, what's going to, what am I going to do? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, well, what if I dropped a million dollars in cash right here in front of you? What if I dropped a million dollars out of thin air right now, right in front of you? How would you respond? And man, I got excited, y'all. I started jumping. I started thanking him. I started praising God. I'm talking I was jumping. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell somebody what my God has done. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, then I need you to do that now. I need you to respond like that now before you ever see the blessing. Before you see the million bucks out of the thin air, before you see the healing, before you see X, Y, and Z, I need you to respond with that kind of faith. And so I started worshiping him. I'm telling you, I started praising God. I started jumping. I didn't care if my coworkers heard me. I started jumping and thanking God for my blessing. And long story short, you know, God provided, you know, it wasn't in a million dollars coming out of thin air, but it was through a, you know, a little small loan and and I got refinanced and somehow I ended up having the money to pay the bills I needed at that time but it was God teaching me something extraordinary. It was God teaching me about faith and how faith works. And if you will respond with faith before you ever see that blessing, God will bless you and he will provide for you. And he will show you that you serve a living God. We don't serve an idol or a fake God or baby Jesus on the wall. We serve a true mighty living God, y'all. And I don't know who this is for today, but if that's you today, I want you to know that if you will change your heart, if you will start to respond to God, if you will start to thank God, even though you don't have it right now, God will provide. God will see you through it. I promise you, amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. God is good and all the time, amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you because you are a good, good father. Oh, you love us, God, and we love you back, Father. We thank you today. We choose to worship you with our money, with our time, God. We choose to just worship you. We say thank you, Father. God, we believe that you will bless us. We believe that you have good things in store for us, God. We believe that no matter what we're walking through, Father, you will be with us because your word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So Jesus, we believe in your word. God, we thank you and we worship you today with our tithes and with our offerings. God, we say we love you this morning and we bless your holy name and all of your people say, amen. Amen. All right, y'all, let's give. God bless you. There's different ways to give. Uh, our ushers will be at the doors. And also, don't forget, we will have our prayer partners up here. So if you need anything, uh, you know, maybe that was you that I was speaking about this morning. If that's you, you can come to the front. We would love to pray for you. We love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next week.